0: Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk, Port of Long Beach Update. Our guests tonight, Chris Lytle, Executive Director of the Port of Long Beach, and Susan Wise, President of the Board of Harbor Commissioners, all on our show tonight as we continue our 20th anniversary year. Closed captioning provided by SCAN Health Plan. In the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of the program.
1: She stands in the face of evil and will.
0: Art Levine. Good evening. Welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight focused on the port of Long Beach. Our first guest is Chris Lytle, the executive director of the port. Chris, welcome to our show. Thank you, Art. Chris was appointed as executive director uh, by the board of harbor commissioners in November and took office uh, January 1. Congratulations on that great honor. Thank you very much, Art. It's great to be here. I was at your uh, very moving uh, State of the Port address uh, uh, earlier in the year, and you said in that address, quote, this is the best-run port in the world and you've seen them all. Explain why you made that comment. Uh, well, I tell you, this is, um,
3: as, as as you just mentioned, I've seen a, a lot of ports, I've I worked in a lot of ports, and the accomplishments that... Uh, that I've seen since I've been in the Port of Long Beach uh, uh, it makes, it makes the others uh, really not look anywhere near as, as favorable as the Port of Long Beach. Uh, the, the kind of things that we've been able to do and uh, with the environment, um, the uh, our fiscal policies that have been conservative and very successful over the years, all of those things uh, add up to. Uh, um, a very, very successful combination.
0: I know the port is recognized as an environmental leaner, leader with its greenport policy all over the world. We're really cutting edge with that. We are. I mean, if you, if you go back to 2005 to
3: today, um, we've reduced the port sources of pollutants in the air by 72%. And that's really a, that's an amazing accomplishment, 72% in five years or so. So, we're very proud of that. And, you know, the thing is, we're continuing to um, move that forward and raise the bar higher and higher.
0: So, our goal is to eventually be at zero emissions in the port. That's, that's really remarkable. To, to be the fifth or sixth largest port in the world when combined with LA and have zero emissions is, is a phenomenal goal. Right. It, right now, we're
3: the, we're the leading port in the world environmentally. As we move through, some of our new port developments are going to be much cleaner than any of other, any other, the other ports in the world.
0: We will be closer to that zero emissions goal than any, any other port in the world, for sure. I know the port's involved in a massive $4.5 billion capital improvement program now, and an important part of that is the Middle Harbor. Uh, tell us about that. Well, the
3: Middle Harbor is a great project. First of all, um, this project, it's, um, it's about a $1.2 billion project. Um, this project will actually be able to grow the, the throughput um, of the terminal uh, basically double, but the interesting thing is the pollutants that uh, they emanate from that terminal will be cut in half. So what we're doing is we're creating jobs, the, the number is about 14,000 new permanent jobs, thousands of construction jobs. Um, this is a, a great facility, it'll be probably the most efficient uh, and most modern terminal facility uh, that's been
0: developed in the world so far. Let's take a look at the Middle Harbor. Everywhere you look, the Port of Long Beach is building the Port of
2: the Future. It's emerging from the sea as the first phase of the Middle Harbor Container Terminal Project, which will eventually support 14,000 new permanent jobs in Southern California. When completed, it will merge two older facilities into one state-of-the-art terminal, capable of handling twice as much cargo, while cutting air pollution in half. This will be the most efficient and environmentally
0: friendly terminal in the world. So, Chris, with the Middle Harbor, we have two large terminals being merged into one mega terminal, which is where the future of the industry is going, I understand.
3: Well, it is. and what These are two old terminals that are coming together. Um, these terminals will virtually be um, all-electric terminals. There'll be uh, almost no diesel emissions whatsoever. There'll be, uh, the containers will be moved around uh, via um, electric power. Uh, the cranes, uh, obviously, all-electric. The rail operation's electric. Th- this will be uh, the, the cleanest terminal by far of anything that's been yet developed.
0: And cold ironing is uh, increasingly coming into play where the ships use on uh, land based electricity rather than burning dirty diesel fuel for power exactly one we've made a
3: huge amount of progress um, with our clean trucks program, and we've reduced the pollutants from from diesel trucks uh, so far by about ninety percent. so you know that's in itself a, an amazing accomplishment but the the remaining big issue that we have. Uh, with With pollutants in the air uh, comes from the ships and by plugging these ships in as they come alongside and shut those massive diesel engines down their auxiliary engines, this is going to have a huge impact on on uh, eliminating more pollutants from the air so uh, the ports the port's investing about two hundred million dollars in this project to to make sure that every every single container terminal in the port has the ability to cold iron or to, to use shore power for these massive diesel engines on board
0: the ships, and that'll be done by 2014. And of course, you're incenting ships to slow down as they approach the harbor, so there's less pollution. Exactly, uh, we
3: it's an incredible uh, compliance rate. We have a, a a voluntary incentive program that we've given to all of these shipping lines, and what we do is we actually give them some of their some of the fee money back. If they comply with this, with the this, this speed reduction program, right now, ninety-seven percent of all ships coming into the port of Long Beach slow down twenty miles out, and forty miles out. That number is about seventy-five percent of the vessels. And that all reduces makes pollution; huge, makes
0: a huge difference. And you mentioned uh, clean trucks, so now all of the trucks coming into the port are two thousand seven diesel or better. Compliant. Exactly.
3: There, there are no dirty uh, no diesel more dirty. trucks that, that come in. If you if you go, anybody could go today. Look at the uh, you know look at some of the trucks uh, coming in and out of the port. They are all new trucks. They're 2007 model year, or newer or better. Okay, great. They're, it's fantastic.
0: In the next segment, we'll be joined by the president of the Board of Harbor Commissioners, Susan Wise. Stay with us. <laughs>
4: In today's world everything's connected from the workplaces that support us to the homes that welcome us to the trees and wildlife habitats that remind us how important our
2: environment is when a bird lands on a branch and in the midst of a busy day we stop to watch it makes us realize we're all in the same boat the port of long beach
4: welcomes this world with open arms an environmental policy that's second to none and a commitment to shaping a vibrant community the port of long beach thinking outside the docks
0: Welcome back. We're joined now by Susan Wise, who's the president of the Board of Harbor Commissioners. Susan, welcome to our show.
4: Thanks for having me.
0: Congratulations on your election of president. Women seem to be really, uh, not taking over, but uh, playing a much more significant role than historically. I understand that there was a point where the president of Oakland and of uh, L.A. were also women together with you.
4: That's right. At the time I was appointed, all three ports, major ports in California, were uh, the President of the Harbor Commissions were women.
0: And, of course, the executive director of our sister port in in L.A., Geraldine Natz, is a woman and a former highly regarded employee here in Long Beach. That's right.
4: That's right.
0: Well, uh, the board sets priorities for the port, uh, sets policy for the port. What are some of the most important priorities that you want and the board wants to set?
4: Well I think there's probably two. Um, One is the relationship of the port to the community and the other are our infrastructure projects. And by relationship to the community I mean how the port relates to the community but also the environmental commitments that the port has made to the community. And Chris went over a lot of those in in the first segment and the Clean Air Action Plan. And we keep moving forward. We're finding better and better technologies. We're testing them and trying to adapt them to the port environment. If they can work, then we can go forward with them, incentivize uh, businesses to develop those technologies. So uh, the community, our relationship to them, and that also includes jobs. We are looking for every way we can to use the projects that we have in front of us to get jobs and training for for people in, in our community. The other thing is that our infrastructure. We have $4 billion in infrastructure projects coming forward and be, and also under infrastructure I think of our relationships, our relationships with people around the world that we continue to maintain and develop and foster. So I would say the community and infrastructure in very broad sense.
0: And vis-a-vis infrastructure, I know one of the important components of this $4.5 billion Capital Improvement Program is the Gerald, the rebuild of the Gerald Desmond Bridge. Let's take a look at that. One of the most visible
2: projects will be the $950 million replacement of the Gerald Desmond Bridge. The replacement project will help not only trade, but ease commuter traffic, which accounts for 75% of all the vehicles using the bridge. The new bridge will be higher. To allow bigger ships to pass below, it will include emergency lanes and a bike path. Truly, the new bridge will be better for the port and the entire community.
0: And that bridge, as Chris mentioned in the earlier segment, will allow the larger ships to pass underneath, but it also contains a bike lane, which I believe is a policy set by the board and a little homage to. To the late Mark Bixby for really pushing that and that's a nice addition to the bridge
4: yeah and that's an example of where the the Harbor Commission listened to the community the the biking community led by Mark Bixby came to the the Board of Harbor Commissioners and suggested before we finalize the RFP for the bridge that a, a bike lane and pedestrian lane be added so that's what was added to the RFP the request for proposals and the bids that will be opening uh, in in March will include bike lanes. Yeah.
0: I know you mentioned con- commitment to the community and the port spends some $80 million a year doing that, things like the uh, supporting the Muni Band, the Sea Festival, Grand Prix, uh, and, and scholarships, and, and straight talk for that matter. So we appreciate uh, that investment in the welfare of the community.
4: Well, if the board loves to, to do that. We're all members of the community. I've lived here since 1974. I've raised my children here. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're on the Harbor Commission. Is because we care about the community. Well, you know, to
0: me as an outsider looking in, uh, uh, this changeover to the whole Greenport philosophy is is quite striking. I mean, it's like turning a, an aircraft carrier around. It, it, it's it's a giant thing to do, and and to be the uh, the cutting edge and recognized as such throughout the world in the in in the port community you know really kudos to you guys
4: well thanks thank you
0: and uh... you do have as chris mentioned a zero emission goal that at some point in the future there will be no pollutants emanating from the port is do i understand that right
4: that's what that's what we're looking to do and that's where we have this program called uh... the technology advancement program where we are looking for new technologies so for example we talked before about the ships that cold iron. We're also looking for ships that cannot necessarily cold iron. We're looking for a technology where we can catch the emissions as the as the ship sits at, at dock wow. and and eliminate them well, from going really, into the air. It's really
0: amazing because uh, you know, I know the traffic grows six seven percent a year and and all this addition to infrastructure, so the volume is going up. And the emissions are going down. Right. Uh, right. You know, That's right. it would be something just to hold it level with right. increase, but to actually go down in the face mm-hmm. of increasing traffic is, is quite striking to an outsider.
4: Right. Yeah. now it's it's a, it's a great accomplishment, and it's a model for the world. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for your service to the community. Thank you. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own in my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor.
1: Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing.
0: It was a long way away by styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Bellflower,
1: Long Beach
0: We're back, continuing a conversation with Chris Lytle, Executive Director of the Port of Long Beach. Let's talk about security for a second. I understand the budget is up 40 percent, but we are a national security uh, asset, and uh, the downside of that is being a national security target. What we've been able to do are, that I
3: think is really commendable is we've we, yes, we, we've been able to to get a lot of, uh, of assets. Uh, Into our port to help us we have a lot of been very successful with federal grant money tens of millions of dollars to to help us in that regard Uh, We've employed this money uh, in a very good way to help us make the port more secure I I tell you though the 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 thing that is really I think has differentiated the port of Long Beach in in a very positive way Is the fact that we have developed? um, really really good ways to uh, work in a multi-layered um, uh, environment with the other agencies. We have a great relationship with the Long Beach Police Department, great relationship with the U.S. Coast Guard, Customs and Border Protection. And that's the part that, you know, should it ever come to uh, uh, some type of uh, of emergency, we have very, very uh,
0: um, good relationships. We, ha- we
3: train but, with but, these but, other agencies. But granting
0: all that, with all of the volume of containers coming through the port from all over... And with what we saw, what uh, during the um, the lockout some years ago, what it can do to the economy, putting your shoe your mind in the mm-hmm. shoes of the other guy, the bad guy, uh, you know, this would be a, a a node, a a point to hit if you were going to choose somewhere. Well, that's
3: we and we we agree. I mean, this is an area that we have to be really vigilant. We have to have the best security, and uh, I think we do, and Mm -hmm. we're and we're getting better every day.
0: Wonderful, the Panama Canal is undergoing expansion, as many uh, know, and uh, this will create competition with East Coast ports and Gulf ports, and obviously creates a a competitive uh, situation for you guys. Uh, uh, what are you doing in response to the expansion of the Panama Canal?
3: Well, what we're doing is, um, uh, is as President Wise mentioned earlier, uh, earlier in, the, in the last segment, we're, we have a capital program where we're spending $4.4 4 billion to get us ready, to make us more competitive, uh, this is what our customers have asked of us, and, and we're stepping forward in doing that. We have to be competitive. We have to maintain a competitive edge. And as we do that, the shippers make the, they, they make the decision on how they're going to ship. And what they will do is they will come into the port, the port of Long Beach, today as we are ready today. Uh, there's a lot of work that has to be done. Uh, on our East and Gulf Coast yet uh, to be
0: prepared for the larger ships that that can make it through the canal starting in 2014. So eventually you will be able to accommodate these 18,000 TEU ships 9,000 containers on one ship that's massive and they 're going to be coming into your port and other ports in the future
3: right the 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 industry is moving to bigger and bigger ships. We are prepared today in the Port of Long Beach to handle those big ships yes. as they get even bigger we 're making those changes and, and uh, we 're investing that four
0: billion dollars and that mega terminal in the inner harbor will be a more efficient terminal. And time is money to shippers, and they want to, to go to the port that can move the goods most expeditiously.
3: Absolutely. The, this, the, the new Middle Harbor, Harbor Terminal will have a rail uh, facility that's, uh, that's uh, second to none. And it's so critical because the more containers that you can put on the, the, the rail, that means fewer trucks out on the street. And, uh, you know, as we developed this, the rail facility in Middle Harbor, you're going to have uh, hundreds of thousands of, of
0: truck trips eliminated off of the 710 and the other arterials. Uh, going to the, a little personal question, Chris, you've been in port stuff ever since college, really, and uh, you've traveled all over the world uh, with various ports and all. Uh, what turns you on about the port industry? This
3: is uh, it's a, it's a great industry to be in. I tell you, there's not a single day that's like any other day. Uh, you have diversity. You have um, uh, very, very uh, diverse group of, of of interest in the community. Um, what what could be better than being able to to hand a, a scholarship uh, to a student, or to be able to help in some way in a community to create jobs? I mean, what other uh, what other uh, group? Can can say that they've created the kind of jobs that we've created in the last. And those jobs years. aren't
0: going anywhere because if They're, you're going to unload a ship, you got to do it here. You can't do it in Hong Kong or exactly, China or exactly. Exactly, and those
3: are well-paying jobs too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and also you're interacting with people from all over the world, and you're learning about it other is. cultures it is. and customs yeah. and. It's a it's exciting. a it's
3: a great industry, and, and working at the port, we have a just a
0: a, a wonderful team of of people there too. Yeah. Well, let me close the segment by uh, quoting the end of your your address to the state of the port audience. Uh, the goal, and uh, I don't know if this is your goal or the, the commission's goal, but to become the port of choice by becoming the port of the future. Whose goal is that?
3: That's, that's our collective goal. Collective that's, goal. A, that's a goal shared by all of us. And, and that's, I think, a very attainable goal as well. And we're moving closer and closer to that goal. as we And that means it. embodying the latest technology? Absolutely. We, it's, we're, we're embodying the technology that's going to keep us cleaner and greener than any other port operation in the world, plus make it more efficient and attractive to those shippers to come over this
0: gateway. So we're very positive about that. Wonderful. We'll be back with the rest of our show after these
1: messages. <laughs>
4: 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore.
1: Take care of those who are closest to you, from our family to yours.
4: Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan.
0: I think we're fortunate to have a port of the quality of Long Beach in our community, creating jobs, some 300,000 jobs in the region, being a world leader in environmental sensitivity, and also making commitments to the community. It's a real asset. I know there are some intrusions in everyone's life that we pay for having the port there, but when you think of the enormous benefits, I think it's a price well worth paying, and uh, to have quality people like Susan and Chris at the helm uh, gives at least uh, someone like me assurance that we will continue to head in the right direction. And Chris, uh, as you take over these new responsibilities, any any final thoughts you want to share with our many viewers?
3: Well, thank you, thank you very much, Art. It's great to be here. Um, we we definitely, as as uh, President Susan Wise said earlier, we. We want to be a vital part of the community, and, and we want to. Um, we will continually try to minimize any of the negative impacts of the port operations, and, and while we're doing that, we want to create the, the jobs, and and we will do that with this 4.4 billion uh, capital program. That's going to create a lot of good jobs in in the region here, and I think that's, uh, you know, that's commendable, and we want to keep doing it. And uh, I think that's going to be very important for us. But we, we would also invite uh, the community members to to come down and see us. Starting in May, we have um, our free harbor harbor cruises. Those are wonderful. So, so I've, please I've uh, invite the community to, to, to come down and um, take advantage of that and um, you know see some of the port up close and personal. You bet.
0: Thanks for okay. joining us, Chris. Thank you. Thank you at home for being our guest. And please be with us next week for the next edition of Stray Talk. Good night, everyone.
2: Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.